And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh my god! There's a bazillion of them outside right now and they all have this face? <laughs> I'm not okay. Oh my god. Good day and welcome <laughs> to the la- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't know we were recording a podcast. Does everyone have their uh, vocals prepared and ready and warmed up? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're good. By the way, you didn't know, Beetle, because you haven't seen it yet, but this is how they sound designed the final episode of House of Dragons. Yeah, don't don't tell me nothing. A lot of those sounds in this one. I'm watching it today at some point. I'm going to bed at 7.30 tonight. But before that, I am going to watch the finale. Yeah, so don't tell me anything. Uh, hello, welcome. This is What Did I Miss? We just got our vocals out of the way. We like to, as a family and as a team, prepare ourselves to bring you the latest in news. Actually, it's, it's not the latest in news. It's whatever ramblings from our demented minds we can, we can conjure. But uh, yeah, it was a huge weekend. Um, I, my voice is a little meh, but it's with good reason. It was the F1 weekend in Austin, Texas. Um, I just, I drove back late last night. It was chaotic. Did you guys watch any of it or did you see anything of it? I saw many things from it, but I want to hear your on the ground reporting. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, On the ground reporting. Let's see. Got there Wednesday. There were a half million people there. The city of Austin was, uh, it was, it was just straight chaos. Saw, I finally saw Brad Pitt. He is my height, maybe one inch taller. I saw good friend Shaq. That was fun. I saw, it was like a lot of random celebrities. A lot of celebrities, I wasn't sure who they were, but from the hoopla, I could tell they were supposed to be somebody. So that was good. Mm. Um, shared space with Tim Applecook. Wow. That's an odd bird. I'll leave it at that. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, the race itself was actually quite fun and quite interesting and had... Lots of drama. Like, Max has already been named the world champion the previous race. Fine, good, whatever. But we knew he wasn't going to let up, and he didn't. Constructors' championship still on the line. We had a bit of a crash in the first turn of the first lap, knocking out Carlos Sainz. Once again, the Ferrari curse lives on to another day, although Charles Leclerc had a good weekend. And it was just, it was fun. Like, it was a lot. But I will say this. They are long, hot days with a lot of talking. And for that reason, I think is why my voice is very um, <laughs> Kathleen Turner on this beautiful Monday. But it was worth it. Who's your favorite person you got to talk to? Favorite person I got to talk to? Probably myself. Mm-hmm. Other than like yourself or the immediate coworkers. Oh, the, other, the people that I'm with all the time? Mm-hmm. God, I don't know because I, this is going to be a newsflash. I don't really care to talk to the celebrities that much. Okay, let's rephrase this. What's your most favorite <laughs> celebrity sighting? Including those you did not know were celebrities. Well, seeing Shaq was fun because like, I know Shaq, so I can actually yeah. go and say hi and not feel weird and awkward. Everyone else was just sort of like a, oh, there's Brad Pitt. And um, yeah, there were some like Instagram people, but I, I don't know who any of them are. I saw a couple reality stars. I will say this, the 
biggest douche award goes to what's his name? Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, uh-huh. oh my God. I didn't even give him the pleasure of taking this of picture. I will say this. I saw him walking through the paddock in bell-bottom brown pants with a tight 70s style shirt with a porn mustache and floppy hair, straight up giant sunglasses, strutting his way through the paddock in a world in which the levels of success run off the charts there are multimillionaire billionaires just walking around in normal, you know, attire, behaving normally. I got to see this douche hound strutting his way through the paddock. So that, that was jarring. Do you think, here's my hypothesis on that. I think the douche hound <laughs> was coming off a big weekend at BravoCon in New York. Oh, he, BravoCon. Is, you know what I'm saying? Where he is like the Tim Cook or the Brad Pitt of the world. Know your role. Versus then coming down to Austin where he's... Okay, well, that's like me going to my old high school being a big shot and then trying to go to the Oscars and act the same way. That's not how it works. It's just not how it works. You are the smallest of the small fish in this big old pond of stars, so put your your pants away and just, like, get out, get out. I was actually shocked to see him, but it was fun. It was my first grid walk. That was actually a big, exciting moment because that is a very um, exclusive invite, F1 only. So uh, that was kind of cool. That's literally where you see Martin Brundle running around with his mic pack, trying to get anybody to talk to him. And I had never been down there for that. The, the, the drivers are literally getting into their cars and you're just walking around. It's just a surreal way of access into Formula One that I will, I will talk about because, and even people like the Kid Miro, this was his first race. So he, you know, he was just like wide-eyed and, and a child and had such a good time. But we were talking about, it's like if we were to, allowed to go into an NFL or NBA locker room 15 minutes before game time. Like, that's not a thing. We're not allowed to do that. And so it, the access is insane. I'm sure the teams hate it. Austin was a lot more chaotic than most races just because of the grandiosities, uh, which mm-hmm. is a word, of course, that is a word. Uh, of the whole thing. And so, yeah, it was, it was something. Gabe, you had to have seen some of the coverage. No, none. But I consumed the whole weekend through your Twitter feed. And so I have a couple important questions that have nothing to do with the race. Let me set up straight. Yeah. So I have been in Austin several times. Sure. I know the city pretty well, but Mm -hmm. as a tourist. And I've been there a few times, like for South by Southwest, which Mm -hmm. is when like the same group of people just kind of come and hang out for a bunch of days in a row. And so you sort of just start bumping into each other and (laughs) kind of takes over the city. You can decide if you like South by Southwest or not. Sure. Here's my question. Weeks like that, you bump into those cool people, if you think they're cool, in like the dive bars on 6th Street. Yes. And like everyone ends up at the same hotel bar uh, down the end of 6th and the Driscoll, I want to say. And everyone ends up over at that other bar, like the Four Seasons on the river. It's like a one big pack moving around. Is that what I should be picturing here? Like, are you bumping into Brad Pitt at a dive bar on 6th Street? <laughs> I did not. I did not bump into Brad Pitt at a dive bar, although I I left last night, but I guess a few of the kids that work with or around did Max Verstappen did roll into that bar with his group. They said he was sipping on a, on a bevy, like a, Mm. like a King as a King would. Yeah, no, I think with our particular group, like this was our, as a, as, as our work group, um, it was the first stop, the only stop really where we were all in the same city at once. So they had us running around doing all kinds of things. And we had nice like dinners together most of the nights. And then people either kept on going or, or went about back to their hotels and whatnot. So yeah, I think we saw some of the same people, but then you're at the track for, you know, 10, 12 hours. So you see, it becomes a very sort of 
familial vibe. I mean, I felt like I was there for three weeks and I was only there for five days, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so I have no inside information, but what I am gleaning from that is okay. that, yes, Will Arnett did put $100 into the tip jar at Pete's Piano Bar. And yes, you and him sang Wonderwall <laughs> together and it brought the house down. That's what I'm picturing. Nope, nope. Will Will had, no, Will was, uh, he behaved very well on ah, this trip. Damn. He okay. was do, yeah, he was doing his thing. Although I did go into a bar one night and somehow ended up being there till two and somehow it was a 90s cover band uh, and Wonderwall was played. So yes, that was sung and I probably part of, why, right? part of my, why my voice is not so good. <laughs> But it was it was awesome. And uh, yeah, we got Mexico City this weekend and the carnival continues. Paige, you look stoned. What's wrong? I'm not. That's what's wrong. She's not stoned. <laughs> She's doing this sober. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But great race. Great. There three three races left in the 2022 season. And then we all take a break. Yeah, I could use a break. This this season's been really grinding me down. <laughs> hey, you know who could use a break, Beads? Tell me. I know you're busy in F1 world, but you're our NBA specialist here. That's you're true, I know. You're plugged into all the circles. What the F is going on in the NBA? The good teams suck. The other teams, I don't know. What, what is happening? I'll tell you what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. Lakers picking up right where they left off. I... <laughs> I love it so much. Well, first of all, Utah Jazz, San Antonio Spurs, uh, Portland Trailblazers. These are all teams that I guess did not get the memo. But I also think it's brilliant. Because if you are trying to, the word that we're not allowed to say that rhymes with shank, then it's really smart to get off to this like hot start. And then if you organically begin to lose games, you know, mm -hmm. oh, oh. Well, I mean, we started really well. I don't know what happened. It's perfect. Bank the it. wins to tank the season. Thank you. Thank you. Poetry. But the Lakers, which this, okay, here's, you live out there still, Gabe. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, still, still today. <laughs> Do you know uh, something? <laughs> for now. Why, why was anybody, and people were, a lot of people were, expecting anything different from a Lakers team that did nothing except for add Patrick Beverly. We are literally picking up the narrative where we left off. It's insane. Yeah, I wish I could tell you. I, I think there was some hope that Russell Westbrook would just accept a role <laughs> that has not yet happened and that Patrick Beverly would give them the right kind of grit, like the good part of Draymond, but instead it seems like he's bringing, the, I guess, the bad part of Draymond. The Sweet. podcast? The podcast? Yeah, part? I don't know. But, violence? So, I guess that was the argument that people were hoping would happen. Let's also remember the Beatle before we just bury the Lakers, which oh, we're feel free. The Lakers. But, okay, but they did. I mean, it's not like they started the season against three crap teams. Like these are. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. They're not supposed to win all three of those games. They're not supposed to win any games. They're not making the playoffs again. Like this is the. Ex this is. It's literally a recurring nightmare for a Lakers fan, but a dream that I enjoy every night as myself. So. It's quite fun to watch. Uh, three games in, we're already people are already stressed out, frustrated, <laughs> not wanting to answer questions, not wanting to address. The, I, I love it. I love it so much. Look, they're not the only ones. I mean, truth be told, I don't think the expectations were as high for the Lakers. I think the 76ers are probably the team that is right now having a real sort of come to Jesus moment with mm -hmm. themselves because Vegas and everyone who knows anything about basketball or, or, or gambles or any of those things, uh, really had the Sixers high up on that list of potential championship contenders, and they 
have started the season out without a win. They have also lost, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, for example. So I think that might be, as much as I love to pile on the Lakers, like I said, they didn't really change much. Um, so the expectation shouldn't have been so high. But the 76ers have a lot of expectation. Um, they added P.J. Tucker. They still have, <laughs> last time I checked, Joel Embiid and James Harden and Tobias Harris. And they should be not 0-3 to start out a season in which people are expecting big things. So, yeah, the NBA is off to a crazy, wacky start. Portland Trailblazers are 3-0. and Like, nobody predicted this. Nobody did. They can't. And it's only three games, and I get it. But part of being a sports fan or doing this for a living is what else you want us to talk about? You want us to wait until we get 40 games in and then we're allowed to talk about it? No. Three games in, this is the data so far, and this is what we have to talk about. And it's been quite fun to watch. I have had um, the Paolo Bencaro highlights that have, yes, I'm more, more of him. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to sit back and watch hours and hours of Orlando Magic, Magic basketball. But what that kid does is pretty fun to watch. And God, I wish he was on a different team. Oh, why can't there just be seven teams so they're all just super heavied out with <laughs> talent and then we can watch just those games over and over again? Wouldn't that be great? Good pitch. But, yeah, I know. But, uh, Adam Silver, I know you're thinking about relegation, even though it will never happen, but I wish it could. But maybe we just chop it down to like, how about 20 teams? No, it's too many. We could broadcast teams? the tryouts. That's yes. moneymaker. Wow, that would be a huge moneymaker. You make a broadcast a the tryouts. Show. Yeah, an Making accompanying reality show that goes with it. Just very in-depth, 24-7 mm-hmm. coverage. Yeah, no, I'm mm-hmm. in on it, but that's not going to happen. And then, I, you know, what else? Like, I feel like those are the big storylines. I think that everyone's waiting for the tankers to come out strong. Um, they've shocked some people. <laughs> Utah. Utah is probably my favorite story so far, just because I think Lori Markinen is not having any of this tank talk. <laughs> it's just not. I have a question for you, though. So it says that Adam Silver said that the league is now going to monitor if teams are tanking. But like mm-hmm. tangibly, what does that mean? How is that possible? It's, but that's the thing. It's a very, it's like trying to figure out intent sometimes. It's very right. hard to determine intent. Now there's blatant, right? There's sitting, like let's, let's take, for example, a team that is doing well. That's not like a Lori Markinen. All of a sudden Lori Markinen has soft tissue injuries that nobody's heard of and he's mm-hmm. being sat in game after game after game. That's probably a little sus and maybe would, it would draw some eyes. But it's really hard because like we've always said, as fans, we talk about tanking very nonchalantly and casually as though it's just a button that's pushed and then they go into that form. But you're talking about a lot of times young guys, this may very well be their one and only shot at the NBA. This is their season to sort of make a mark and show people what they can do and hopefully turn that into a, a long career in the league. You can't ask them to tank. That's just not I how just it works. I kind of think tanking isn't real. Well, I mean, look, the Oklahoma cities of the world would beg to differ. <laughs> I think they've mastered it. I just think but like, they've been coordinate, like, yeah, to your point, coordinating that with an entire team full of the most competitive people on planet Earth yeah. seems not realistic no, or not The even only possible. way is sitting them. That is the only way. And I think that <laughs> they do, I think exactly. And I think that's what probably Silver. Are we tanking Gabe in this to. show? Are we by sitting Gabe, him right now? <laughs> yeah, Gabe, are you tanking yourself? I'm just yourself? sort of wondering how Beetle can sit here with a straight face in uh, the San Antonio area. What? And tell and us one. that that a team. Two and one. I'm not talking about this season. Oh, are you talking about Tim Duncan? Whatever. I don't know. The entire last 20 years are the result of the most effective tanking in history. 
Yeah, and you're welcome, America, for the entertainment. <laughs> I just admit it's possible. You're welcome for the five banners that we raised in our arena. Yeah. You are welcome for the greatness that we brought you. You are welcome for Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili and, of course, Tim Duncan. You're welcome for all of it. So, uh -huh. yeah, I don't know what you want me to say, but you can't prove that we tanked anything. It just so I happened <laughs> that we had David Robinson, which then we luckily somehow, I don't know, by the gods of basketball blessing us, ended up with Tim Duncan, number 21, and then that changed the destiny of the San Antonio Spurs. Look, we're rebuilding now, so who knows what will happen. Yeah, <laughs> I do appreciate that Pop feels like every day. He's just like, yeah, we're not going to win that game. We were just never going to win. It's like, hell yeah. You're a psycho. <laughs> but then they've shockingly won. Like, whoops. <laughs> we won again. So yeah. here's an idea, Beats. What oh, if God. What I'm going to tie back together with Russ. By the mm. way, someone with the internet... Do Russ or ahead of lettuce? Look it up. Truss or ahead of lettuce, which will last longer? Let's do Russ or ahead Ooh, of lettuce. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. You're How famous. No Make that? that a thing. When does I don't he, know. Yeah, what's the criteria for that? What will traded? last longer? Yeah, last but, in LA. Oh, oh so okay, 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 okay. What God, if they're he still keeping there? him because they're tanking? Because they still have LeBron for a couple of years. What if they're tanking <laughs> by playing Russ? Yeah, but then you're just, then you're admitting that you're just, you're playing out the last of LeBron's days. Which no, I can't like, imagine. David Robinson only had a few years left when they had to take. He got injured. They had to take. He tank, wasn't got... 400, though. <laughs> How old do you think LeBron is? I think LeBron is physically the same age that David Robinson was when they tanked to get Tim Duncan. Physically. I don't, so. I don't know what the years are. I would, like, what are physical years versus what's the other one? I don't know. LeBron defies <laughs> all human <laughs> studies prior. I mean, if this, was, if this is a very. Then I feel for everyone. And then I'd like to know if that is the case. Who in the organization knows the plan? Because the way they all respond to questions, no one seems to know that. So unless there's yeah. Jeannie Buss is sitting on a poker face that I've never seen before, then yeah, this is, that would be one hell of a tank troll job. I kind of love it. I hope that is what they're doing. But no, no chance. Besides, LeBron just wants to play with his kid, which is a whole other weird side story to this entire debacle. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm sorry. Sorry, I said I wouldn't laugh today. I wasn't going to be mean. What else happened? I don't even... What else happened? One other famous guy's tanking. Maybe you know three who it is? of them. Who? Well, I, based on the record and play on the field, I have to imagine that Tom Brady is tanking to help the organization. Yeah, baby! <laughs> what is going on with oh, that guy? Man, do they suck. They suck. All I know is I got in the car yesterday because I was, I was checking my fantasy football during the course of the day. And inadvertently, I would also see updates to things. And then I got in the car and I was like, oh, my God, not like Tom Brady lost, Aaron Rodgers lost. Like, what is going on? What if they both decided to just walk out midseason? Wouldn't that be fantastically crazy? I think, I think we're on the board now is Tom Brady just stops playing football midseason. I think oh, it's now I, possible. Yes, tissue I, injury. I I thought so. I have thought. Didn't we say this like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I thought we did. Or did we just think it and not say it out loud? I can't remember. We said it. Okay, we did say it. I think there's no. I mean, it's such a such a bad bad way to go out. It's like Meryl Streep all of a sudden doing one shitty stupid movie after another, and then just that's it. After all the great crap that has been done and put forward, and now this is it. And like, he's so angry. I just, I mean, Gabe, you must love it. Just must <laughs> I do, love but it. you know what I love even more? That I love talking about Tom Brady sucking, but not as much as you just turning into Colin Cowherd for a second. What? 
<laughs> just play that back. You just said Tom Brady is Meryl Streep after <laughs> after having a few bad movie choices. Yeah. After a year, a career of success. That is a Colin take on Sports Nation. <laughs> Thank you. To a T. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what? Now that I'm um in my closer to 50, it's probably going to be a lot more of that where that came from. <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to happen. I'm going to have some really like great it. hot takes and analogies. Yeah, it's it's uh By the way, I so the the Russell Wilson thing, that's not why they removed the subway ads, is it? Because he's bad? That can't be. They say no. Are we surprised or I mean, what is our emotional state knowing that we have Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady? All hot garbage. How does that make us feel? Me, it makes me feel nervous because I have tried to shovel dirt on uh, at least one of those guys before only to see him rise up and, and like kill the village. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not willing to, uh, to celebrate the fact that three of the more unlikable guys left in the league are having bad seasons. Cause I, one of the three of them is going to rise up and just kill us all. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I heard the Aaron Rodgers post game. Where he was like, yeah, this might be the best thing that's happened to us. And now they go into Buffalo. to No. I, like, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers can BS himself at this point. Like, there's, it's just not, it's not believable at all. Like, yeah, he's pretty good at doing that sometimes. Like, in his press conferences. Like, oh, you know, maybe he does believe. He sounds very like, okay, sure, he believes what he's saying. There's no way he believes that. But there's no fix coming either. And I think maybe that's why. I don't know if I agree with you, Gabe. I don't know that there's any sort of light at the end of the tunnel for any of them at this point. I don't know what that light would be. I don't either, other than I'm not foolish enough to believe that all three of them are just going to crumble under criticism and short-term failure. That you just sound seems paranoid. Impossible. He sounds paranoid or they're paranoid? Gabe does. Why? Who's coming for you him? You said nervous, but you sound paranoid. Like, Whoa. I have to walk around every corner and just... <laughs> See if they're going to jump out at me or something. Have you started watching them, the show The Watcher? With, uh, I was no, told not I don't to. Think I, can, I don't think I can stomach that, if I'm being okay. honest. I'm I heard the waiting. ending was bad and people are disappointed. I read Is the article. True? Okay, I don't know what that means. True to form. I haven't gotten to the end. <laughs> it's based I don't on a true story. Yes, I, that I yeah. knew. They do a good job of making you suspicious of everyone. And Welcome it's an uneasy world. feeling to watch, and that's how I feel about these three guys. I just okay. I don't feel like they're they're dead yet. Well, in the best case scenario, Russell Wilson's the one that snaps himself out of the fog, and the other two continue to just float far, far away into the ocean because that's where I feel like is we're headed. I just don't Do you think see it's the kind fix. of sad. It's kind of sad to me. <laughs> what? It's 0%. kind of sad. What part? Like, the NFL you is fun. Am I married to someone? The NFL is fun when you have big name star doing big name things and being fun. And we have Ooh. that now with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and like this new class. But I kind of, it, I think it's sad. It's like the old man is still trying to get out there and do the things. And it's like, I wish Brady would have stayed retired. I wish Rodgers would have retired last year. And Russell Wilson, I think, wouldn't have had the same level of scrutiny that he's getting now if those two That's what aren't makes it like great. adding to it. See, I think everything it's you just described makes it. But that is, that is, well, A, that's just life, actually but also very much sports. I think that's what makes it great because we still, like you said, we have the young, we have the new big names doing big name things and we have the legendary big names just sort of 
fading away. It's like, um, look, I don't think anyone saw this coming. That's what you're asking. No, I don't think yeah. if you would have asked me five years ago if the pack nine for both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers would be so crappy, I would have said no way. But here we are. And without any sort of reprieve coming, I think this might. It's it's maybe it's comforting to them that they're both doing it at the same time. Like, maybe. I would think that would be comforting knowing that you're not alone in your your golden deterioration. years, your silver yeah. years, whatever. <laughs> Just the, whatever you want to call it. But I want yeah. the young guys to, like, get their time. They're always going to be outshadowed by these guys right now when they're still in a conversation like this and still playing. Oh, see, I, I think they're getting their time. I like I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady seriously. At all. But the covers that they get is like that. I don't know. But it's not good cover. See, that's you're doing the whole any publicity is good publicity. I don't I I don't think so. I would rather get all the coverage that the Mahomes and the Allens of the world get and that none of this. Because this is nobody wants to be talked about in a way of like, man, why are you still out here? Like that's just that's a bad take. But Mm -hmm. Gabe's just smiling. You wanna take a break, (laughs) Gabe, so you can laugh or what do you want to do? No, I just think what you're saying is you don't want to become the Ted Cruz of football. (laughs) And that's our segue. I don't want to become the Ted Cruz of anything. Anything. (laughs) But especially, you know, just don't be that guy. And that's the subject of one of our topics in the next block. Segui, take a break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, we did break. <laughs> All right, back page, go. Okay, uh, here's what we missed. Your fucking birthday. Happy oh, birthday. All right, yep, yep. Thank you. You had a birthday over the weekend, and we all forgot. Um, this is not a bit for the show. We all forgot. <laughs> no, guys, I'm 47. We don't, we don't really do birthdays anymore. The only person I care about is my dad giving me some cash money. Pops, I'll be over later. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know if I'm getting anything, but that's all right. I think I, I think my parents forgot too. It's totally fine. At 47, like, you know, what are you gonna? What are you celebrating exactly? I guess fair being enough. Alive. Uh, um, well, what else? In the spirit of birthday and birthdays and presents, we got you some gifts. So here are some Thank gifts you. in the form of what did I miss for your birthday? I got you a World Series of two hateable teams. Uh, sorry, and you're welcome. Also, the Phillies have adopted "Dancing on My Own" as their locker room song. How do you feel about that? Is that the Robin song? That's right. It's actually a cover of the Robin song, technically. Oh, it's but a yes. cover of the Robin song. Mm-hmm. Dancing on my own. Am I missing the message? How does that go? No. I'm not singing it. You Good are blood. singing it. That's the gift. Dancing on my own. Is that the one? Yeah. But what is that? Am I missing the correlation? No, it, it looks like, um, I was reading a little bit about this this morning. Good Kyle job. Schwarber. Thanks. Did my job. Kyle Schwarber, okay. who was on the Red Sox, who's now on the Phillies. He made it part of the Red Sox team song, whatever, a year or two ago, hmm. and has since apparently brought it to the Phillies. So I took a little bit of an issue with, like, 
I don't like You that. took your celebration song from your last team to your new right? team. Like, get a new song, Phillies. You brought the engagement ring from your last girlfriend exactly. and gave it to me? I don't exactly. think so. Get this trash out of here. That's gross. Yeah. Also, I really don't get the, the tie-in, but okay, fine. Yeah, I know. Who are we rooting? Ah, the Astros and the Phillies. It's Houston like and Philadelphia. cheaters and Philly fans. Ugh. Cheaters and Philly fans. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm, I, um, I love chaos and the Yankees not just not making it, but getting swept is, uh, I don't know, a bit of a chef's kiss moment, isn't it? Felt like one. I think I'm 51-49 Astros here. I'm, I'm willing to really? forgive wow. and forget. Yeah, I okay. feel like. The Phillies and the Astros combine to be the Patriots in the in the detestable fan base okay. and cheating to win. Okay. Okay. So you know, thank God it's not the Patriots we have to watch. I think I'll go Astros. I think I will too. I mean, look, there was a time in my life. Granted, they were in the National League back then, but I was an Astros fan, and so I think I can do that too. I think I can. Yeah, I can make that work. I'm okay, going great. to make it work. All right, we are an Astros podcast for the next four days. Ugh. I don't. Okay. I just want the stadium to open up and swallow both teams. Wow. Okay. Or we, we could do also do that. What else? God. Speaking of stadiums uh, being swallowed whole into the earth, uh, <laughs> some people might have been rooting for that. Uh, when Ted Cruz showed up at the Yankee game while the Astros were playing, uh, <laughs> and he was met with a very good Bronx welcome. Um, I can't, I, even on this show where we really don't ever censor anything we have to say, I don't feel comfortable saying all the things that were said to Senator Cruz. It's a beautiful uh, word usage. Yeah. But, uh, were you, were Birds. you were as big a fan of that as we thought, Beads? <laughs> oh, yes, I was. That's your Senator, you know. Uh, oh, well, yeah, he does represent me in all my thoughts. Uh, no, I love, look, you know, for him to just go to the game in the first place. Okay. Sure. You do you. But I hope there was no shock or surprise. Now, he will feign shock and surprise because it will help martyr him and make people say, blah, blah, blah. but like you're, you're walking into a blue collar Bronx Yankee stadium and they hate you. And they don't even, you're not even their senator. If you'd like to know what it feels like, just walk over to my front door, ring my doorbell, Todd Cruz. I will let you know how a Texas state citizen also feels about you so it's good it's universal we can all agree he's garbage but i love i love 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 the images that i saw because it doesn't matter how many things we think we don't have in common as humans we can all agree that no matter where we come from black white male female whatever mm. it is we do for a living the middle finger is the only acceptable welcome to ted cruz and i'd like to say thank you yankees fans thank you from the bottom of my heart I felt sincere. Thank you, Beetle. Um, I was sincere. <laughs> here's a time saver. Tom Brady is texting buddies with Ron DeSantis. What are they texting? Dick pics back and forth? Sweet twats. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, are you, are you, unless he's texting him disgusting, inappropriate things to make him feel bad, I'm not shocked at all. Of course he is. I, I just, uh, Tom Brady told us everything we needed to know when he had the red MAGA, MAGA hat in mm -hmm. his locker room and he refused to answer questions. But he knew that by merely having the red MAGA hat in his locker room, the statement was being made. And then to be coy and flippant and, oh, I don't want to get into politics. It was just a douchey manipulation of a moment. He was just giving his, his support to the side that he feels like he's close to. 
And this, none of this surprises me. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I, it brings hate out in me. And I'm trying in my 47th year to, or obviously, wait, it's my 48th, 48th year, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't want I to never get that. It's always hard for me it's to confusing. figure out. I know. Yeah. So I'm 47, yeah. but it will be my 48th year on the planet. Okay, so wow. here we are. Yeah. God, I'm old. I want to just, uh, I think this will sum up how all of us feel. A, a tweet from Dan Pfeiffer. Dan is a former yes. comms guy for, yep. yeah, for Obama and, and an obviously left-leaning talking head. He says uh, he shared the New York Times story about Brady and DeSantis being on texting terms. And he said, DeSantis texts with quarterback that just got beat by Mitch Trubisky and PJ Walker in back-to-back weeks. That is just lovely. That is lovely. By the way, how do we know that? Like. How does that piece of the information The governor come out? of Wisconsin. He bragged. Oh, well, oh. But was putting it out there cuz apparently DeSantis was there. Why would the governor of Florida be at a Packers game? What, what could he be thinking about being in Wisconsin? What? I Might swear that to be God. For? And while at the game, I guess he shared with the other governor, I think yeah. I have this right, that Brady had been texting him during the game and blah blah blah. Oh, so he's bragging. I Man. don't know who was bragging. They're all trying to pretend they know each other. Well, Just listen, some dick measuring going on, and I love man, it. I we love have known, it. We have known for 20-something years. It's not been spoken about much publicly, but it has been an interest of Tom Brady's for a long time. This is not me being petty like I often am. Yeah, sure. He at least is interested in politics. He is very aware of the magnitude of his public figure. I'm sure, sure that he is at least entertaining conversations about what he could do in politics after football i'm sure oh, better get yourself another wife then because they don't like them single boys up in those worlds you got to pretend mm. like you're happily married to something it's the only way it works oh is that what it is That's i mean a- tell, show me a single one show uh, me a single one in, um cory what's his name what's his That's name? great page thanks for contributing <laughs> cory what's his name yeah cory Cory booker cory booker. Booker. booker yeah but yeah. he's on the left show me a right oh yeah, it's family first. Oh. Get your shit together, Paige. <laughs> All right? Lindsey <Okay>. Graham. <laughs> We're not going down that path right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. That <laughs> is next, that is, that is next topic. <laughs> what else did we miss? <laughs> I'm, I'm turning red. I'm turning red. Turn something else. <laughs> okay. Do you need somewhere? Do you? Hey, Beetle, do you need somewhere to direct your anger? Happy birthday. I got you a question from Quincy. Here it is. Dana White is t- is Dana White is taking slap championships mainstream <laughs> and is looking to get a TV oh, deal before the end of 2022. Who do you most want to slap? Oh my is it Lindsay god. Graham? I have to one person I have to come up with? There's a lot. I've never given you the person across the five. face. Have, wait, all kidding aside, have you ever like like TV slapped a person in real life? Like a no. witch. Me neither. I don't Close think so, fists no. over here. Yeah, straight stranglehold for me. What about you, Paige? <laughs> uh, I don't know what either. I don't know. I'm not. You don't know if you've person. ever slapped a, a person. Oh, I definitely the have face. not. I have not hit anyone yeah, in see? my life. It's very think. uncommon to actually slap a person across the face. But if you go by TV and movies, you think it happens all the time. It doesn't. Have you seen any of this stuff that the UFC? Yes. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, it leaves such a red mark across the face. It's one guy knocked another guy it's like, out. It's yeah. by a slap, like a, pff, I don't know why I'm doing it to myself. That doesn't Open make any sense, hand. but yeah. I'd watch that. I don't know how long I'd watch it for, but I'd certainly watch it a couple times, for sure. For I've sure. seen a bit of it. It's, it's compelling. And the guys who do it are very watchable. And there's chicks that do it, too, which is cray-cray. 
chicks be crazy. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try to read this one because I have absolutely no idea what the hell I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, here goes. God. I missed all of this, so here goes. Oh, a okay. No. A salad dressing update. The popular mustard brand Grey Poupon, which is rumored to be one of the ingredients to Olivia Wilde's new infamous salad dressing, mm -hmm. has announced their latest condiment, Don't Worry Dijon. Are we bored of this drama? And if you were a condiment, what would you be? <laughs> Before Beetle answers, Gabe, can you explain the context of this to, your, to the best of your ability? Yeah. I like this game, and I think we should play it more often. Uh, believable <laughs> lie. Here goes. Yeah, no, so as everyone knows, in the midst of all the drama surrounding the new movie, Don't Worry Darling, which Olivia Wilde, of course, masterfully directed, though her stars were a bit wrapped up in their own gossip, she is an artist, and uh, on the heels of this triumphant film that she made, she decided to take one of the recipes from within the movie and bring it to real life. And people loved it, and it got spread around on TikTok primarily. And so the people were asking her, what is the recipe for this delicious salad dressing? And so she revealed the recipe, which I've just explained. That was close. That was really wow. close. By close, I mean absolutely not. None of that was even remotely. <laughs> nope. Dog no. shit. None nothing. of that's right? None of that was not right. Not even when no. I said TikTok? No, nothing. Especially not I don't when know you said TikTok. TikTok. Actually, yeah, the TikTok. In I fact, don't, I just producer Meg, who wrote this, uh, just texted that hurt her personally. So. Yeah, that was. We're not even going to get into it, Gabe, because mm -hmm. we don't have the time. Okay. But no. just know this is a chapter in American history that will be forever in the books that children will read moving forward. It is. The Olivia Wilde, don't worry, darling, Jason Sudeikis dressing drama is a mm -hmm. chapter. Also, Nora Ephron yeah. is involved. If you can believe that. Oh, Gabe. the great Nora Ephron. That's right. Don't drag her through. She this. related to Zach. No. Is that a joke? Next question. No, Siri. <laughs> they don't even spell Efron the same, okay? Get read a, read a your book. shit together. Okay. Next! Beetle, happy birthday. Here's an idea for your funeral. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad we're... Yep, okay. Jody Perryman, <laughs> who is my new favorite grandma, no relation. She died a few weeks ago, and at her funeral, she gave out handmade Ouija boards that said, let's keep in touch. Photo. <laughs> 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 Also, zoom in. Uh, if someone, if someone in the rundown can make this bigger, the photo accompaniment of her. So it says, let's keep in touch. And to the left, there's a photo of her. Oh, my God. Uh, it's is her giving the double birds. tongue birth. out like. Nope. It's, it's, she's giving the finger. Oh, it is double bird. She's too. a legend. Sorry, a single bird. She oh, no, it's a double finger? bird. <laughs> no, it's a double bird. It's a double bird. Uh, well, yeah, Jody yeah. Perryman, wherever you mm. may be, you will be remembered forever. And I wish I'd known you because you seem like a real treat. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> I have I have a question. Go a lot, on, actually. But so we're looking at a picture of what presumably only people at the funeral or memorial service got to see. Why in that picture for a private audience are her double birds being blurred out? Great point. Great uh, point. The, the girl, I think her granddaughter, I want to say, um, posted it on Twitter. So maybe decided that that was too much for the Ah, public. too much for oh, Twitter. Oh, come on. That's not what the great Jody Perryman would have wanted. Jody Perryman's going to be pissed. That's probably true. Right? As soon as they link up over Ouija, she's going to be like, Ugh. Honey. Yeah. Killed You're my done. joke. You're done. Seriously. <laughs> you have no comedic timing at all, sweet niece of mine or granddaughter or whoever. That's awesome. Jody Perryman is forever. I, I love her. I love her. That's a great story. That's all I have for that. It's perfect. Yeah. Anything uh, else? Good luck with the last one, Gabe. You got it. 
Oh, oh this God. one's me as well. All right. Great. Uh, finally, horse kicks are a new trend for, you guessed it, horses. A oh debut line God. of custom horse sneakers will be on display at the Breeders' Cup later this year and will begin at $1,200. Beetle, you have a room That's full cheap. of shoes. Would you uh, buy some horse kicks? It's a pretty good deal. 1200 bucks for four shoes. That's cheap by your standard. Yeah, you it's very cheap. Red oh. bottoms. I know. We'll take it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, look, I'm not going to be shocked when the horses and the animals take over the planet. This is just another thing on the long list of reasons why horses, when they do take over some of the power, are going to straight annihilate us because of the bullshit like this that we keep doing to horses. First, we're going to brush their hair and put ribbons in it. Then we're going to put saddles on them. Then we're going to put tiny people on their back so that they can run around in laps all the time. Sometimes we're going to kill them just in case they sprain an ankle. Oops, sorry, you got to go. There have been generations and generations of treating these animals like garbage. And now we're humiliating them by putting sneakers on them. This is ridiculous. I can't wait for the animal takeover. I hope it's on my last day. So at least I get to see enough of it and then I'm out. Well, I'm joining Jody Perryman, and we're going to fucking party. Party! I'm going to have <laughs> horse uprising on my... Well, it's not just the today. horses. It's wow. all of the animals. All oh, of them. All right. This is all... It's all coming. Just wait. Just wait. I don't think it's horses, though. Oh, they'll be there. I... They might gonna, be the muscle. They might yeah, be a little muscle. I don't think they're going to plan it. Well, they're not going to plan... No, no. They're not planning it. Oh, good Lord. People have holes in the hierarchy. You know that. But they're yeah. definitely part of the muscle squad. And they're going to be pissed. <laughs> what am I talking about? Do you see they those pictures speed, of ants close up their size. faces? Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot to put that in here. At like, I couldn't sleep the other night. At 1 a.m. I text myself, ant face. Ant and then I, I woke up to that and was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Did you yeah. see oh it, Beetle? Looking right now. Thank you so can much. Someone, can someone put it? Uh, well, if you're going to look it up, look it up. Close, it here is. it goes. Close up photo of an ant's face goes, what the f- fuck is yes. that yes is that real it's real <laughs> all right now we're making a podcast <laughs> we fucked. we're fucked way sooner there's like three i'm sorry hundred billion ants on planet earth that's why we're fucked <laughs> how fucking angry does that thing look Oh no! This animal uprising just took a turn! This is terrifying! Oh my god! There's a bazillion of them outside right now and they all have this face! I'm not okay. Oh we my need god. to finish this. We need- Do you know how many are ants are on Earth? 20 quadrillion. <laughs> Oh my God, why are we even bothering to try to live lives? This is out here. There are 2.5 million ants per person. Oh my God, I have 2.5 million of those things per me. This is awesome. I, we are, you know what? I'm not even going to try to do anything. This is just waiting to take over us. Look at that. It's like a werewolf and a gargoyle and a monster. (laughs) We're fucked. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, I need to change my pants, and we will come back to wrap things up. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We're back to wrap things up post-ant trauma. <laughs> what, what, what do we have? <laughs> Uh, we got a few texts, and they are texts. I did check. They're not voicemails that I'm superimposing my voice onto. Uh, one listener let us know that Chase Claypool is from Canada. So there we go. I was right. Ooh, hey, Canada, hey. Thank you. Uh, Hugh in Windsor, who's written in a few times, he let us know that Hans Neiman is suing Magnus Carlsen for $100 million over defamation of character, if you recall. Uh, Hans yeah, is the one who recall. cheated. Yeah, anal beads, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you, you accuse me of using anal beads. I'm probably suing you. Unless it was true. Then I probably yeah. didn't see you. Well, okay. Anyway, and thought. then this last person, Gabe, do you want to read this? <laughs> or summarize? <laughs> no, yeah, I related to anal beads. <laughs> and right. dressing. I, I will, sure, I'll read whatever's here. Are you no, talking no, about hi, Michelle, Page and Gabe? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, here we go. Hi, Michelle, Page and Gabe. My name is Kelsey, and I am from Rhode Island. I am a New England sports fan, Celtics, Pats, Sox, Bruins. And before you go, oh, great, one of those people, which is what I was about to do, (laughs) hear me out. Oh, wow. Look at this time. Uh I think I'm with Gabe. Some sort of emoji. And I think I hate Tom Brady. Really? Yes. Words I thought I would never come out of my mouth. I truly don't know how to feel about this man. I remember 10-year-old me crying because Drew Bledsoe was hurt. I I didn't know who would throw the ball to Terry Glenn. I didn't hate Paul Pierce when he left the seas. I was excited for him. Even more delighted when the C's signed him for a day so he could retire a Celtic. If Tom Brady pulls that shit, I don't know what I'll do, but my God. Anyways, I thought I'd write in because I normally don't agree with Gabe, but what? here we are. <laughs> so it's, we got ants taking over, and this guy, he, oh, this is all fucking Kelsey, dope. Kelsey, Kelsey agreeing with Gabe. Oh, I feel great about that. I know, Gabe. I feel like you should walk through the rest of your day, even though we're doomed, to know that you've turned somebody's brain over to your side and heart. It sounds like brain and heart. Yeah. She's a true new Englander. I bet you Kelsey wrote this from a Dunkin Donuts looking at a Dunkin Donuts. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Probably in like, uh, I can't even think of the names of the places right now. Cause I'm just, the ant thing has really jacked me. I'm I'm not going to lie to you guys. That is, it is permanent. It's a permanent vision. It's in a town that ends in H A M. Is it Waltham? Is it Waltham, Massachusetts? That's all I got. And when, oh, Lowell? Are you from Lowell? Am I, who am I talking to right talk- now? <laughs> Kelsey was pretty clear. She's from Rhode Island, which is Lowell is in Massachusetts. So no. You guys, it's not my fault. The ants got me. Okay, I. All right. 
All right, we are going to take the, the night to really just gather our thoughts and think about what we're living for. Uh, this has been an episode of some sort of What Did I Miss? Um, thank you, Gabe, for bringing the ants into my life and Paige yeah. for allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. Please send us your voicemails, your texts, your pictures, 631-397-0403, and we will see you on the next one. Beautiful. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.